The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to live from your true self through all of life's twists and turns. And you'll be challenged to lean into the mysteries of life to find your own deepest wisdom. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. We welcome Lisa Coffey back to the show today to talk about her wonderful little children's book entitled The Four Pearls and The Four Squirrels. And this little book brings together all of her knowledge, which we will see shortly is immense, in one easy-to-understand approach to life. Children are subject to so many influences, and we as parents, teachers, relatives, and friends of children have the power to influence over our children. What are we demonstrating with our behavior, and what are we teaching with our words? The Four Pearls teach very important tools for living from which all children and adults can take an approach to life. So stay here for your dose of wisdom today. I want to tell you a little bit more about Lisa. She is an Ayurveda expert, a hypnotherapist, a sociologist, and an author, a lifestyle expert, and a media go-to person for lifestyle and relationship advice. She's also a life coach who taps into her vast knowledge of Ayurveda, Feng Shui, aromatherapy, hypnotherapy, and other ancient philosophies to come up with positive solutions for contemporary challenges. She's a corporate spokesperson for the Better Sleep Council and for A. Jaran Fine Jewelry. She writes books, TV segments, and articles that inspire, educate, and entertain. She wrote and produced the award-winning Positive Music for Kids Today's Kids series, and her music videos have aired on Nickelodeon, The Learning Channel, and Discovery Kids. Karate for Kids, Instruction and Exercise is now her DVD. And uh, her Dosha of Yoga DVD earned a commendation from L.A. Mayor Anthony Villaraigosa for its contribution to the yoga community. You can learn more about Lisa at coffeetalk.tv. Um, so uh, welcome, Lisa, to the Authentic Living Show today. Oh, thanks so much. It's so good to talk to you again. It's good to be, have you here again and talk to you again. We sort of been uh, uh, noticing each other as as the years have gone by uh, on yeah. Facebook and sort of keeping up with that. But this is Absolutely. a real good opportunity I'm to be able to talk with you more. I'm a big fan of yours. Yes, I'm a big fan of yours as well. Uh, so let's just sort of jump in here about your book because I, I really I think this is very very important. First thing I want to know is what made you start working with children's productions. Well, this was, you know, back in the day, I had little kids, believe it or not. They're all grown up now, 27 and 30. But um, when my kids were little, uh, that was back when we had audio cassette tapes, believe it or not, back in the dinosaur era. Um, and they always wanted to listen to music in the car. And, of course, there was no radio stations that had kids' music, so I'd buy these audio cassettes, and I was just 
so bored with them thinking, gosh, if I just hear E-I-E-I-O one more time, I'm going to scream. <laughs> and I thought, this is crazy because, uh, you know, what are kids memorizing? The, the first things that kids memorize usually are words to a song. And what does E-I-E-I-O mean that they're memorizing? So I wanted them to have some empowering music, and I looked, and I couldn't find anything. You know, there were some silly uh, things like, oh, let's brush our teeth and all that. And I thought, oh, my gosh, they're not going to like that. They want something that sounds like it's on the radio, right? Mm-hmm. So I started writing these songs, and I had a co-producer and musical arranger, and we uh, recorded them. I got professional singers, and it was very hip and cool and and great. And I got such good feedback, and we were kind of playing the... We made a little band, and we played the mall circuit, so we'd go around to the malls in Southern California, and most of them had, um, like, a kids' entertainment day, so, like, on a Thursday morning at 10 o'clock, we'd show up, and all the kids and the moms and the strollers and everything came to hear the concert, and it was, it was great fun, you know, and then I started working at this uh, TV station locally doing parenting reports, because now, of course... They say I'm a parenting expert that I can write these kids' songs with great messages. And uh, they couldn't afford to pay me. So they said, how about if we just give you production time in in trade for your um, stories? And I said, great. So I took that time and I started making music videos out of the songs. They aired on Nickelodeon, the Learning Channel, Discovery Kids, and it was fantastic. Um, then my singers went off to Broadway and became stars, and my kids started getting older and weren't as interested, so I started doing other things, you know, and kind of let the music uh, go by the wayside a little bit, although you can still find the music videos on my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash coffee talk, and it's coffee, like my last name, C-O-F-F-E-Y-T-A-L-K, so you can see all those great um music videos. And and the great thing about children's programming is that it's evergreen. You know, adults may get bored with it, but new kids are born every day. So, you know, it's all new to them when they experience it. And, um, yeah, that's what first got me started. And like with this book, The Four Pearls and the Four Squirrels, it's, I wrote it for adults, but I've been getting so much feedback from people that, oh, my kids love it because they can relate to it. And I really believe it's never too early to start uh, implementing good affirmations and good life skills to your kids. They're never too young to to get into those really good habits because isn't it better to get us into good habits than to have to retrain ourselves out of bad habits? So that's the story. Well, that's beautiful. I, I'm, I really do appreciate the fact that you wrote this for adults and it's also for children. Fables are, are you know, gen, not, they're multi-generational. So it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's something that can teach us all at a deep level. I know Joseph Campbell spent a lot of time talking about mythology and how it is symbolic for the human consciousness. And so we, this thing is, a, is beneficial to all people. So I know that the people that are listening to us today are, are adults and uh, they perhaps could use this book for their children, but they might be able to benefit it for it them, from it themselves as well. Right, um, and and to me, it's like when you have animals like these squirrels, then 
it doesn't matter, you know, what race they are, what age they are, where they live. They're very universal kind of characters. Mm-hmm. And I just, I kind of fell in love with squirrels when um, my husband's from Australia and he came here 16 years ago to marry me. And evidently they don't have squirrels in Australia. So huh. when he saw squirrels, he was like, what is that? <laughs> And so he got all into feeding the squirrels, and we just made friends with the squirrels in our backyard and everything. And I learned how really smart and clever they are. And, uh, you know, I just thought that these are the perfect characters to represent the distractions in our, in the book. Yeah, I remember a neighbor that I had lived across the street from us, an older woman and man that I kind of adopted as grandparents when I was growing up that were uh, that used to feed squirrels out of their hands. The squirrels would come down out of the trees and eat out of their hands and I was just so amazed yes. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. really wonderful. Yeah. So Yeah, I was so basically I, Go ahead. So basically the yeah, the squirrels have this kind of a popularity right now in pop culture because they represent distractions and there's a lot of cartoons you know or or tv shows where somebody's talking and then all of a sudden they turn their head and they're distracted and they're like squirrel there's a squirrel you know so that, uh-huh. that's a good representation to us of the distractions that take us away from happiness yeah yeah and that's really a, a big piece about about what this is all about before we go to more about that, though, I want to say, I want to ask you, how important do you think it is to teach children about accessing wisdom from within? And do you think they can really learn that at a young age? Oh, absolutely. I think they know it, but we're teaching them how to not do it, you know? <laughs> I think that we need to encourage them to um, access their own inner wisdom and to refer self-referral is what we need to do um, because what what happens is the moment kids are born we're teaching them to look outside of themselves you know it's like this is your mom this is your dad this is your sister this is your brother this is your toy this is your room that's your teacher that's your friend and everything they're doing is outside of themselves right and right. if we Instead, spend time in quiet with them and just teach them how to meditate, you know, or get them into that habit of meditating. Saying, okay, we're just going to close our eyes and be quiet now. You don't have to say anything, do anything. Just let your mind go where it is and, and just be in, be in the quiet, be in the silence. You know, then we're training them to pay attention to their own thoughts rather than be distracted by outside influences. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I think that's a good habit to get them into at at a young age. And um, if we did things like this, I think there would be a lot fewer cases of ADD and all that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Yeah, so so what you're saying is that that we have, as a culture, sort of uh, been more divisive than helpful with our children when we, with regard to helping them understand that they can get their own inner guidance, we sort of directed right, them because out. because it's kind of the way we were brought up. We, you know, and we need to take a step back and look and say, okay, well, what was wrong with that? Or, you know, what could we have done better? Or what would have been better for us so that our kids don't get into these bad habits? I think everything mm-hmm. comes full circle. You know, back in the ancient days, 
they didn't have TV and they didn't have cars and it was more uh, quiet time to spend by yourself out in nature. And now that we have all these distractions, we're not doing it. We're getting into bad habits. Right, right, right. I agree. Well, let's talk a little bit about the pearl. Why did you choose a pearl instead of a diamond or, you know, something else? Why was the pearl what you chose? The pearl to me is because the pearl is the only gem that grows from the inside out. And to me, that kind of represents how people grow from the inside out. That's where our our source, our soul is. And it's just from a tiny little grain of sand and a little irritation, which is kind of how we grow to the irritations help us grow, the struggles that we go through in life. We get this luminous gem that is you know, so beautiful, and I think it's representative of our inner wisdom. So I, I really wanted that, and then I liked that pearl rhymes with squirrel, and, you know, it just kind of yeah. sounded like it all it all went together. It's interesting because, um, you know, I looked at, before I did this book, I thought, how many books are there on happiness? Well, you go on Amazon, and there's like 140,000 books to deal with happiness. So clearly there is some need for people to be happy, right? They, they feel unhappy. They must feel unhappy that they're looking for books on happiness. And then I did a Google search. How many courses on there are there? Because courses are a big thing online now, right, on happiness. There's like 3 million courses on happiness. So I was thinking, wait a second, this doesn't make sense. You know, we have in this day and age roofs over our heads. We have, you know, jobs, we have food, we have shelter, we have clothing. Our basic needs are met. Why are we so unhappy? And I think that that I hit the nail on the head when I figured out it that we're distracted, we're just distracted so much that we're not looking at the happiness. We're looking at everything else. Then I had to identify, like, what are those distractions and how do we shift our focus? Beautiful. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And it, and it, I love the idea that the pearl is the only gem that grows from the inside out. That, that symbol is so important to sort of just sit with. You could meditate mm-hmm. on that for a while, uh, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. got that that raw essence of the meaning of of what it is to to be present with yourself, so that you right. grow from the inside out. And it's luminous; it reflects light. You know, you don't have to like a diamond. You have to chip away at it to find the light. You don't have to chip away at a pearl. It's right there. It's inherent in it. It's what yeah. it is. Yeah, that's beautiful. So distraction, um, I want to talk a little bit more about that so we can be sure we really understand it. The, the, the idea is that we get distracted from the inner world to the outer world. Is that what you mean? Yeah, there's four basic pearls, four basic principles. Right. And, you know, we can go over each one of those. Cause that kind yeah, of I want to do that. It. I want to do that, but I want to find out more about the distraction first. Okay, so basically, we're, when we look outside of ourselves, that's a distraction. When we look inside of ourselves, then that is where we find the source of happiness. Happiness is always 
within, something that we have, something that we're doing, you know, some opportunity for us, something that matters. Those are the things that bring us happiness and joy. Those are the things that create that happiness for us, that good feeling inside of us. And everything else that's outside of us distracts us away from that feeling of happiness. Right. So I know that uh, some of the listening audience might say, well, well, surely we can't just go around meditating on our navel all the time. We have to think about other people. (laughs) You know, we have to think about our jobs and things like that. We just have a few more before the break, but I want to sort of address that issue. Yeah, I mean, we're here in this human existence to learn and to grow, to help each other learn and to grow. And that's, that's all it is, to express our divine essence, you know, to share our gifts with the world and to help each other learn and grow. That's it. Um, how we do that is different for everyone. And that's fantastic because we need everybody to do different things so that we can function as a society. And it can be a reciprocal experience. So uh, it's, a, it's a great system, and it just works. And everybody has a place in it, and everybody has a purpose in it. And that's all just totally divine. So definitely you have to work. You know, in uh, Vedanta, there's a principle called uh, uh, karma yoga. It's the path of service, the path of work. And it says that through this path, that's where we learn all our spiritual lessons. That's how we learn all of our spiritual lessons. So, yes, work. Do your duty. This is your duty to work. And this is where you're going to learn your most. You learn by doing, by experiencing. Right. And experience is the part that's inside. Yeah. So that we're... Yeah, we're, because we're, then you take it and you hold it and you keep it forever. Right. You know? Like right. So in, the, in the book, the... the Let me stop you right there, Lisa. We're going to take a little break, and, and we'll come back and talk about that. Hold your thought. We're going to come back okay. about and talk about that right after the break. We'll be back okay. in just a few minutes. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com It's time to eradicate barriers that are holding you back in your relationships and your life. Start by embracing the concept of laughing loudly and loving deeply. Coincidentally, that's the name of a highly anticipated new show featuring host Dr. Faith Brown. She'll talk with life experts or life spurts in order to help you develop your own vision plan for better relationships and experiencing the ultimate enjoyment in life. Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith can be heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Mighty Gems is waiting for you. Host Dee Lee shares creative ideas, sparkling inspirational wisdoms, and life experience so you can connect to greater consciousness to gain special gifts of inspiration, encouragement, enlightenment, and your own discovery journey. It's time to show up now and experience what it means to be fully present in your life. 
Tune in to Mighty Gems with D. Lee. Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What will show up in your card layouts today? Find out every week on Beyond Tarot and More with Shamanic Mystic, Jana Jens. Find out the secrets to your beauty, success, happiness, and empowerment. Our guests share stories, answers, and receive card readings based on the information discussed every week. You're invited to participate as well and see what's in the cards for you. Beyond Tarot and More airs live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll-free 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at AndreaMatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today to Lisa Coffey about her uh, new little book, The Four Pearls and the Four Squirrels. And we're going to come back to talk about that in just a minute. But before we do that, I want to tell you, remind you again that I am a Super Soul Sunday lover. And uh, so we're, uh, I watch that show every Sunday. It's, it can be your church. Um, it happens at 11 a.m. Eastern and Pacific. This Sunday, you'll see a review of the show Rising Strong with Brene Brown at 11 a.m. Pacific and Eastern. So tune in for that. You don't want to miss anything by Brene Brown. She's wonderful, and Oprah's interviews with her are beautiful. So be there for that. Okay, so we were talking before the break, Lisa, about distraction, and I had to interrupt you and apologize again for that. And uh, so why don't we talk some more about that? What does that really mean in terms of distraction? And then we'll yeah, talk about the actual... It, it, there's so many distractions around us right now, and I'm not saying you can't just go about your daily life because you have to go about your daily life, right? We are all here to work and to have a life and a living. We're human beings. You know, we can't just meditate on a mountain all the time. Um, but it's what are you looking at and what are you not looking at? So that's kind of how I base the four pearls. So you can think of it this way. There are four principles to happiness, and we'll go through each one. The very first principle to happiness is gratitude. Now, when you have gratitude, you can't be unhappy. It doesn't match. You know what I mean? You can't have unhappiness and gratitude at the same time in your body. So feeling gratitude and recognizing what you're grateful for is the first principle of happiness. Okay, so how do you do that, right? What distracts us away from gratitude? Well, the pearl is, Look at what you have, not at what you don't have. So the problem is with us is that we have so much, but that's not what we're paying attention to. We're paying attention to all the stuff that we don't have, all the stuff that we want, all these desires of life. You know, the commercial comes on and it's like this new great car and we're like, I want that car. 
and we're not thinking about, well, my, the car I have is perfectly good. I'm really grateful I have my car and it's paid off and, you know, it's working just fine and gets me to everywhere I need to go. And thank goodness I haven't had to, you know, fix it or whatever. Or you say, um, you know, oh, my friend just got this, this great job, you know. And you say, oh, man, I want a great job like that. She's making so much more money than me. And we're not saying, like, wait, I have a job. I'm grateful for the job I have. So we're always looking at what we don't have. Um, it's very evident every time the new iPhone comes out and you see the lines around the corner for the line people lining up to be the first ones to get the new iPhone because they need the newest, latest, greatest thing. You know, all that is searching for happiness outside of ourselves. We have plenty, believe me. We have plenty. We have more than enough. And it's not just the things that we have. It's the friends that we have, the relationships we have, the hobbies that we have. You know, we don't need to stress ourselves out looking for what we don't have. So that's the first pearl. Look at what you have not at what you don't have. And when you look at what you have, that puts you in a place of gratitude or whatever it is, you know, the meal in front of you. Look at what you have. Don't say, oh, gosh, why aren't we at a fancy restaurant? You know, what you have is sufficient for your needs. You need to eat, and there's food in front of you. So, hey, I'm grateful for that. I'm lucky for what I have, right? Right. and so I, that's I wanna... the first one. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that one because it gives you a how-to with regard to gratitude because, um, you know, what we look at is everything and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how we perceive is everything. So that that whole thing of really consciously looking at it, I know people that have talked about trying to contrive gratitude because, you know, you, 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 you're trying to make yourself you know, uh, put get back into bliss. So you're trying right. to make yourself feel gratitude when really that's not sincere, but looking at what you have does make you grateful because then you're like, that's oh, right. I can be really, really real. So that's a beautiful way of doing that. I appreciate the way you did that. Yeah, I, I think it's just such a simple thing, but it makes such a big difference. And yeah. and we need to train ourselves to do it, too, because like I said, even from childhood, from early on, we're looking at what we don't have. Oh, I want that toy. Oh, I want that lunchbox that that girl has. Oh, I want my, you know, a pretty dress like that girl has. But, you know, we're looking at everything that we don't have. And that can make us unhappy and makes mm-hmm. us feel in a place of lack, a place of, uh, you know, insufficiency, of need. When when we look at what we have, we feel full, we feel whole, we feel uh, grateful, you know. So that's that's the very first principle that we need to tackle is gratitude. Yep, beautifully done. So the second one, you ready for the second one? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Okay, the second principle of happiness is focus. And the way we look at this is, Look at what you are doing, not at what anyone else is doing. So this is very significant because it takes the first one to the next level. Each one kind of builds on the other, right? So Mm -hmm. I look at what I have. Now I'm going to look at what I'm doing. 
not at what anyone else is doing. So, you know, am I unhappy and I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and, you know, doing a Grey's Anatomy marathon? Or am I, you know, taking steps to find a job? Or am I going outside and exercising, getting some sunshine and taking care of my health? Am I eating healthy? You know, not at what anyone else is doing. Because if I look at what someone else is doing, that may not be the right thing for me. Or Mm -hmm. I might be jealous of that person. Or that person may have a certain reason for doing what they're doing. But all the time, we've got this keeping up with the Joneses mentality that's been instilled in us. Well, you know, how come she can go shopping at Nordstrom's and charge up a storm and I can't, right? So maybe I'm like, well, I'm trying to save up some money for retirement. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I'm going to look at what Mm -hmm. I'm doing, not what anyone else is doing. So... I, yeah, and I that, really go ahead. I'm sorry. Go that ahead. That holds us responsible for our own happiness too. You know, no one can make us happy. I can't say, "Well, I'm not happy. Why isn't my husband cooking dinner for me? Why isn't my husband buying me presents?" You know, it's not about what he's doing. It's about what I'm doing to make myself happy. Right. Yeah, that that puts us back into the responsible seat where we're we're the ones that's in charge of our happiness. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I really like that because the when when you talk about focus, it, I, I work with a lot of people that uh, who are, you know have a sense of unworthiness, and one of the primary reasons they have that sense of unworthiness is because they are measuring their lives as a comparison to other people's lives, exactly. that their life just doesn't measure up to what it ought to measure up to because other people's lives are better in some kind of way. They're doing more. They're better people. They're kinder people they're less angry people they're something and and uh, you know we can do that self-measurement that that just kind of says that puts us in a place of helplessness and unworthiness and this is so much different from that 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 focus gives us new way of looking at it exactly like here i am in southern california and what is the difference about southern california i heard and i find this to be really true is in Anywhere else in the country, you see these models and actresses on magazines, and you think, oh, well, that's nice, but you don't even see it as reality, right? But here, you see the actresses and models on magazines, and then you see them behind you in the grocery store, and then you see them walking down the street, and you're like, (laughs) they're all over the place. You're like, wait, how come I'm not skinny like that? How come I'm not, you know, don't have flawless skin like that and luscious hair and all, you know, so it just makes you feel bad about yourself. But that's, you know, you can't look at that. You have to look at what you're doing, not what anyone else is doing. Because we don't know what anyone else is doing, really, behind closed doors. Everybody's living their own life. Everybody's just doing the best we can. They may look good, but they may be sad inside, you know. They may be driving a brand new car, but we don't know that they're six months behind on their payments. Right. So it it doesn't do us any good to live anyone else's life except our own. You know, right. There's a part in the Bhagavad Gita that says, do your own dharma. Don't do anyone else's. Your dharma done imperfectly is better for you than if you do anyone else's dharma perfectly. So your dharma is your purpose in life, you know? Just do your mm-hmm. own thing. Don't worry yeah. about what anybody else is doing. Just do your own thing. 
Yeah, so that gives us both freedom and responsibility, doesn't it? It gives us the freedom to do our own thing and the responsibility to do it. Yes, and this is important for parents, too, because, you know, we've got this epidemic of helicopter parents wanting to kind of run their kids' lives and be a part of their kids' lives and all this kind of stuff. Hey, let your kid have his own life, you know? Mm -hmm. Let him learn how to have his own life and not be dependent on you, you know? And live your own life because you deserve it. You don't, you had, you were a kid once before. You don't have to go back and live childhood all over again. Let your kid do his thing. Right. Absolutely. Beautiful. I like that one too. Can we talk about the third one? (laughs) That's good. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. So the next principle of happiness is fortitude. And this is even a little, it builds on the others, and it's a little bit harder to understand, but fortitude. Look at the opportunities, not at the obstacles. Now, you know we're going to have obstacles in our way. We always, I mean, that's life. That's the way it goes. Things are not easy. If everything was easy, I mean, would we even still be happy? I'm not sure. We'd find something to grouse about, I think. But, <laughs> you know, that the overcoming obstacles is what helps us appreciate the, what we have because it's like we've earned it, right? Because then we can really own it and know that we deserve it. So anytime there's an obstacle in our way, we have to not give up. We have to have fortitude and figure it out to know that we have that strength inside of us that, okay, it's just an obstacle. Hmm. Do I go around it? Do I go over it? Do I go through it? Do I take a running leap? You know, how do I approach this uh, problem in my way? Because it's not a problem. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for me to learn and to grow, and that's what life is all about. So I'm going to, I got this, you know, I'm going to handle it. I got it handled. Like Olivia Pope on Scandal says, it's handled. (laughs) Anytime something comes your way, just think, hey, it's handled. Yeah. Yeah. However it's going to get done, it's going to get done. It's handled. So what you're talking about basically there is, is seeing obstacles as opportunities. Yes, absolutely. Just reframing your focus. You know, too often an obstacle comes and people say, oh, it's a sign. I'm not meant to do this. Oh, it's not a sign. It's a test. How bad do you want this? You know? How bad do you want it? If you want it, you'll find a way. Yeah. 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 And I I like to think about that. You know, you in that same sentence, you have an open door and a seemingly closed door, but actually, mm-hmm. you know, the light sleeps, seeps under the door and around the door and, you know, over the top of the door and, you know, mm-hmm. there's also windows in the house and there's, you know, there's all kinds of things that are going on that if you just are staring at that obstacle and not seeing anything else, the obstacle will defeat you. That's right. That's exactly it. So I think fortitude is a really good word to just keep keep moving ahead keep making strides keep making progress you know it's like I coach a lot of writers and they're like oh I'm not getting an agent and I'm not getting a publisher and what do I do what do I do I'm like well 
what's stopping you? Write your book anyway. Publish your book yourself. There's a million different ways now, and this is a good opportunity to learn about them, to, you know, to stretch your skills. And if this is what you want, then you do it no matter what. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. No excuses. <laughs> yeah, no excuses. That's right. That's what fortitude's all about. Okay, yep. well, before the, oh, we got just a few minutes before the break, but I want to talk about that fourth one, and then we can sort of... Uh, do some more discussing on the philosophy of it in the next section. So what's okay, the fourth so one? The next one, the, the principle for happiness is faith. And the pearl is look at what matters, not at what doesn't matter. And this is the most important one because this is what it all comes down to. And in Vedanta, the languaging is more like look at what's real, not at what's not real. But I kept it more more simple in a, you know, colloquial, look at what matters, not at what doesn't matter, because I think everybody can distinguish in their life what matters, what really matters, and what doesn't matter. You know, it's like a pick your battles kind of a thing. Right. So are you going to argue with your husband because he didn't unload the dishwasher? Does that really matter? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, right. uh, no. He loves me. Yeah. He's my husband. Like, that matters. Yeah, where do I want to put my energy Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, and those, you know, ultimately we have to get in touch with something deeper inside of ourselves in order to answer some of these things that you're talking about. We have to, we have to be able to understand how to look at an opportunity. I mean, an obstacle as an opportunity. We have to know something about ourselves in order to be able to know what matters to us. So that and I like. I like the word faith because it's like, you know, Vivekananda used this word also, and he said, before you can have faith in God, you need to have faith in yourself. Have faith in yourself. You have so much strength within you, and you have so much happiness within you that if you're feeling unhappy, what's that all about? You know, go back to that self-referral and find that happiness within because that's where it is. You're not going to go to the mall and buy it off of a shelf. You just can't. Right, right. Yeah, and what matters is what's going to make us happy, What, whereas what doesn't matter is going to distract us from what makes us happy. And what is, it's, it's a lot of energy wasted on stuff. And, I, you know, that's one of the things I've found. Um, is that when I'm using energy that doesn't matter, I can feel that like in my chest as this sort of exhaustion, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm on the wrong path because that's yes. just not, you know, that's I'm wasting energy here because that's a way down on my chest. Yeah. Okay, right. we're going to take a break now, and we will come back in just a few minutes with some more from Lisa Coffee. Stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Tune in to Mission to Millions and find a part of your life's purpose that you may never have known exists. Each week, host Michelle McCuller and her guests set out to bring you the tips and tricks you need to step out in a bigger way, achieve your desires, and live the life you were meant to live. It's Mission to Millions 
turn your dreams into reality by tuning in live every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. What's your purpose on the planet? Are you ready to make jumps to pursue your passions? We often make excuses, but it commonly leads back to fear. Sharing our stories provides an opportunity to learn lessons and leverage pearls of wisdom that we gain on life's journey. We'll help you push through the fears that hold you back from empowering you to experience pure love and live your life's purpose. Tune in to the Beth Bell Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll-free, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today to Lisa Coffey about the four pearls and the four squirrels. And we're learning a lot about how to, how to be happy and how to not get distracted from what really matters. And uh, so before we go any further, I want to ask you, Lisa, if you will tell the listening audience about how they might connect with you and what kinds of events or things that you have going on that they might be interested in hearing about. Oh, sure. So the best way to reach me is to go to my website, which is coffeetalk.com, C-O-F-F-E-Y-T-A-L-K.com. And there you can sign up for my um, free email newsletter. I've I've actually got four email newsletters, so pick which one you want. (laughs) I've got one on uh, Ayurveda and Vedanta. It's more like Eastern wisdom that comes out on Tuesdays. I've got Coffee Talk, which is on uh, relationships and kind of green living, that kind of thing comes out on Wednesdays. And then I've got Wisdom News, which comes out Monday through um, Friday. And that's usually a topic of the week with a quote daily and then some little activity or thought that you can implement in your own life to kind of use that um, thought. And um, then I've got other, all kinds of free stuff, and I've got a link to... Um, the page I have for the book where I have uh, free little videos that you can share on your social media. And they're so cute. They're like these little squirrels. And then it's like video of these squirrels. uh, And they kind of represent each of the four pearls. And then it says what the different pearl is on there, the pearl of wisdom. So people can share those. That's all free. And this is a great way for me to get the word out. 
And then I've also got those little um, graphics that you see people sharing all the time on social media. So there's one for each pearl as well. So it'll say, um, the first pearl, look at what you have, not at what you don't have. And it's in really beautiful writing. I had this great graphic designer, Ray Most, um, put them together for me. And he's the one that did the cover of the book and stuff. So, so you can share those and spread the word and, you know, help, help this world be a little bit happier place. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. So I guess the first and most important question is why is it necessary for us to be happy? That's a really good question. You know, I think it's our human nature. I think that um, we were created to be happy beings, you know, to, um, you know, if you look at some of the most spiritually evolved people like the Dalai Lama or whatever, he's always joyful. He's got a smile on his face. It's not that he doesn't suffer. You know, he wears glasses, and I'm sure he's getting older and everything. And, and, and you know, it's inevitable. Like the Buddha said, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So it's how we approach all these, you know, burdens and troubles and things that come our way, you know, that are all part of this human existence. So, you know, people die on us and we grieve, but does that mean we have to die too? No, you know, we need to go on with our life. We need to find that strength within to somehow, um, you know, reconcile that with our lives and go on. So I think we all want to be happy. We all want to know that we're stronger than any of the pain that can come our way, whether it's emotional pain, physical pain, you know, whatever it is, the struggles that are in life, that are inevitable in life, that we can get past it, that we can be stronger than that, that we can find our happiness. You know, I think that's, I think it's universal for all of us. There's, there's so many commonalities we have of uh, situations and circumstances that we share, um, and we can learn from each other how to overcome the suffering, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I think it's within us. I agree. I agree. And what I'm hearing sort of between the lines there is that happiness is a form of strength. Yeah, I think so. I think it really is. Uh, so, form of strength, a form of faith, you know, a form of a form of spirituality, having that core. It's interesting how all the, you know, strength training people, you know, the exercise fitness people talk about your core. Well, where's your core? Well, it's the same place as where our inner strength is, too. Our physical strength and our inner strength, we find that, you know, right right, right near our heart. So, Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, I, I think that's really very, very true. And I think, I, I, I I've heard other people talk about, oh, well, these, you know, happiness junkies, they're out there everywhere, and they just want to be happy, happy, happy all the time. You know, and I think that's one way of looking at it, but I I do think, like you've said, that happiness is a kind of strength that informs us that we're really alive, 
It informs mm-hmm. us that we're we're really fully experiencing life, although we can also fully experience grief and, and sorrow and yes. pain and those kinds of things as well. And that's part of the human experience too. But it's but it's a uh, it's a way of saying uh, life is lived, and and it yes. you know it's worth living. It has it has value. It's worth living. It's not just you know slogging through this awful, terrible, hellish right. suffering. No. Right. Like there was, for a while, there was the power of positive thinking, and I'm just going to think positive and blah, blah, blah. And what people have found is that it was misused almost. It was a form of almost denial, not looking at what's really going on, you know, like having those rose-colored glasses on all the time and kind of being in denial that there were any problems. But what I'm saying is, reframe, you know there's a problem or an obstacle, right? I'm going to do something about it. But crying about it or giving up is not going to take care of it. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to take action. I'm going to see it as an opportunity for myself to learn and grow and to overcome this. I'm going to use my uh, fortitude, my strength to get through this because I know I have that. It's something that I have, not something that I don't have, right? It's something that I can do that no one else can do for me. I'm not going to look to be rescued. I'm going to do it myself. Right, right. And I'm going to have faith that I can do it. I'm going to have that faith because I can do it. So it's very practical. You know, it's not this rosy, oh, everything's great in the world, you know, no, we have some serious problems in the world. And being human carries with it a lot of pain and suffering. But through that pain and suffering, we can live a happy life. Yep, that's right. And I, and I like what you said somewhere in the book. I can't remember. I'm looking at the book right now, but I can't remember exactly where I saw this. But I, rem- I, I uh, remembered it and wrote it down that you said, um, that one of the things we need to do is remember what we're here for. Yeah. And I, I, that's so potent with regard to this whole thing of happiness in the in the four pearls that you talked about. So say mm-hmm. some more about that, if you will. So that's kind of the concept of Dharma, our purpose. So we're he- what are we here for, really? I mean, we're not just here to go out and party and have a good time. <laughs> that's, what a waste of time that would be, right? <laughs> So what's our purpose? To help each other learn and grow. How do we do that? Through expressing our unique talents. So, and how do we do that, right? Because we have to get a job or we're in community or we're volunteering or, or whatever. It's all taking action. It's not sitting on the couch. So it's important for us to, you know, be out there, be a member of the community, be a part of society, uh, always be making efforts, always be working in some form or another. And it's not about working for the money. It's about working for the sake of doing the work. Yeah. You know, what are we learning through this experience? How are we growing? How are we becoming better people? How are we helping other people? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's these other uh, books that I wrote called What's Your Dharma? And I think we've talked about this one before, about the four yogas, uh, bhakti, karma, jnana, and raja yoga, and how 
our purpose in life really isn't, oh, am I a mailman or am I a retail salesperson or am I a school counselor or am I a teacher? You know, it, that's not your dharma. Your dharma is to love, to serve, to know, and to be. And how you do that, maybe as a mailman, a teacher, a nurse, a retail salesperson, is what it, those are, that's all just how you do it. So right. it doesn't matter what your job is. If you're expressing those one or all four of those things, then you're in your dharma. And that's great. That's great. Yeah, that's beautiful. I've I've worked with people who are severely disabled, like people who are quadriplegic and and just really can't do, you know, all the things that we can do with hands and legs and all that. And they mm-hmm. sometimes have some pretty serious questions about, you know, what I'm doing here. What is the point of, mm-hmm. of being here if I can't do these things? And, and uh, you know, that remembering what we're here for is very, very helpful when it comes down to spiritual growth as being mm-hmm. the purpose for our, our, our visit here. Because then you can say, well, how are you growing and how are you enabling the growth of other people? And that mm-hmm. that changes the the focus from, you know, looking at not what we don't have, but looking at what we do have mm-hmm. as this is what I have. I can grow and I can facilitate the growth of other people as well mm-hmm. through my experience. Right. Yep. Yep, so it's and not- there's always more to love. You can always love more and more and more. There's no end to it. You can always know more and more and more. And what yep. are we striving to know? We're striving to know who we are. Right. You know? Right. So. Life is really beautiful. It's really uh, the grand design, you know. It's really this amazing system, and we're, we need to embrace it and appreciate it, even through the struggles. Yes, yes, yes. And to, to see that great design is, I think, one of the hardest things we have to do is to be able to see through the blur of the you know, the struggle or the all the distractions to see that mm-hmm. there is a, a big process going on and we're all a part of it and it's 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 got its own wave and we're in the wave, you know. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's just thing to think about how, how powerful that really is. And if we mm-hmm. can surrender just for a little while to that to that wave, then it carries us on its own. We don't have to do yeah. to push it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yep. Yep. Well, we, might, we that, might complain sometimes. You know, it might seem hard, but it's always worth it. It's always that, worth it. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, you look back over the whole thing and go, "Man, that was a great ride." <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, well, Lisa, thank it. you so. Much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you coming to talk about these the four pearls and the four squirrels and to, to share your wisdom with us. And And I really appreciate all the work that you do out there to uh, sharing your growth experiences with everyone else. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And thank you for your show. It's wonderful. You're doing such a great service to the world. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, and well, we're going to sign out for now. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. 
Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again next week.